In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about how to clean up chaos, so stick around and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, a.k.a. Bald, bearded, and bald, biblical. Bearded Beard, and bu- bi- biblical. Biblical, we'll yes. Biblical. Your weekly dose of B3, <laughs> as we like to That's say. That's right. <laughs> with me, I'm, my name is Travis. Let me start there. And then with <laughs> me today is Pastor James. Thanks for taking some time to uh, dive into your uh, sermon. If you're new to Monday Moments, this is a show that we, we talk a little bit more about the sermon from Sunday. There's just oftentimes a lot of things that end up on the cutting room floor uh, due to time and the format of Sunday mornings. And we just want to take a little bit of a time to have a conversation about those things. Yeah. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Um, again, we are continuing, as you said, we're on the downhill slope of our of our sermon series, Out of Exile, a study yeah. in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. And we have gotten to the part of the story where Nehemiah is now building or rebuilding, I guess I should say, the, the walls of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how you brought out um, the, the community aspect of this story. And um, as we've said before in other Monday Moment episodes, uh, I know that Nehemiah has been a very personal story for you and your family. Yeah. Uh, it's been one of my favorites um, because one of the things I love so much about it is it's real easy to gloss over some of that that list of all of the names of all of the families, and yet there's actually a really good um, – number one, there's a reason that it's there. Mm-hmm. And number two, I think there's some really good biblical principles and biblical values um, – and truths that we can pull out of that, which I think you did a great job uh, with on Sunday morning. Um, So really excited to dive into this. Um, And really, you kind of talked a lot about cleaning up our chaos. And I loved the illustration that you gave of like your shop, you know, (laughs) you know, and anyone who walks in there is looking at this and saying, this is a mess. And you're like, well, it's not a mess to me. I know right where everything's at, you know, and it's it's kind of like uh, you use that to kind of – use it as an analogy for our lives sometimes and how we can so often uh, kind of be living in this chaos that we just sort of made for ourselves and we've kind of made peace with that. We yeah. just kind of become complacent and just say, well, this is good enough. It's the way it's always going to be, so let's just live with it. I know where everything yeah. is. Um, I know how to navigate this chaos, so let's just leave it like that and not even yeah. worry about it. And so I thought that was a really great kind of illustration um, to sort of talk about what this might look, the spiritual principle that might look like in a practical way in our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really, really good. So I guess the first question that I was thinking about in listening to the sermon, in all of kind of your experience and years of, of pastoring people, counseling people, walking alongside people, if you had to sort of say, here's probably the most common reason why we we make peace with our chaos and we just sort of accept it and and live with it you know what would you say that is why do why do we become so comfortable with our chaos yeah thanks for putting me on the spot um (laughs) you know i I think that a lot of times it it um we kind of deal with the biggest things in front of us Mm -hmm. and um, when when we are, uh, I think especially in seasons where we just have a whole lot going on, um, I know that uh, when activity is really high in my house, my house doesn't stay as clean. Yeah. And, and things just begin to pile up. And we're kind of focusing on what's most important at the time, but there's a lot of other things that are able to kind of slip during those times. And if we're not really intentional at the end of those times to come back and to kind of reset everything, 
um, then what we will find is that we just uh, we we kind of find ourselves all of a sudden living in the midst of a mess, mm-hmm. and and whether it be just emotionally or spiritually, we are just spent and overwhelmed, um, or or whether it be the fact that we just feel um, inadequate to take care of those things. Um, I think that we we all find ourselves at different seasons in our life, kind of living in the midst of something that just feels very chaotic. Mm-hmm. And you know, for these for these Israelites, um, and, and and it was something that I alluded to yesterday. Um, they were born into this. Yeah. You know, they they had never known. I mean, the the seventy year exile when when Jeshua and Zerubbabel brought back that that original forty five fifty thousand people. Um, I would I would argue that after seventy years. There were very few people that were returning that had ever known Jerusalem in her mm-hmm. glory. And so you don't just have a, a, a remnant of Israel that's returning to Jerusalem that's in ruins, but you, you, have a, you have a remnant that's never known Jerusalem in her glory. And so when your only experience with something is brokenness and chaos, mm-hmm. it feels very normal. Yeah. And, and other people may look around and go, this is not right. This shouldn't yeah. be this way. But for you, it's just – it's all you've ever known. And I think that there's a lot of people, when we come into the kingdom of God, I think that that, that initial encounter with Christ is so transformative mm-hmm. and so revolutionary that it feels like we've already done so much. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's already so much change that – um, I think that it we can we can kind of overlook at it and go well gosh I'm I'm a lot different than I was, yeah. um, and that's true but but I don't think that the Lord ever wants us to stay in that place yeah. I think that He always wants to do something more in us yeah and I think we see that a lot um, in you know kind of dealing with kind of some generational issues yeah. um, you know maybe somebody's father or grandfather or, or you know mother or grandmother or whatever you know maybe wasn't the greatest or wasn't the yeah. best and say well I'm, I'm doing better than they better were, than they you were know? yeah and, and i yeah. think that there is something there and i think there that is something to kind of keep in mind as we yeah. as we kind of walk with people um but i think that's a good point that you bring up is um you know god doesn't want us to just stay there yeah and and i know we've talked about this in, in previous monday moments but um, good is the enemy of great. Yeah, you know, and and to say like, yes, God has brought us so far. God has done yeah. such an amazing work, and that is something to be celebrated and cherished and praised and you know rejoiced over. But at the same time, there's more. Yeah, you know, and I think that uh, I think that you alluded to that, like you said, uh, that there is more if we will if we will be willing to acknowledge the problem. Yeah, right? that was one of your points. You know, yeah. acknowledge the problem, and then to begin to arise and build. Yeah. And then to be surprised and, and really blessed by the community that comes together. And, yeah. and I think the, the most amazing thing, it still amazes me. I know this story, and it still amazes me, that they were able to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Like, <laughs> that is really amazing. And so I think that says to me, it doesn't matter how chaotic or not you think your life is, if you will trust the Lord 
give it to him. You'll be amazed at how quickly he can turn that that chaos around. Yeah, you know, and I was I was thinking about that. I know I I made a comment about it, but you know, here here it took it, it took fifty two days to fix something that had been broken for a hundred and sixty yeah. years and and in ninety years of occupation. You know, and uh, I, I think about that a lot when I listen to people and. And, and they will say things like, and it's not just people, it's me. Like, I've said it at times. Um, you know, it's just always been this way. Yeah. Like, this is the way that it's always been. And there's a, there, there's a defeating piece to that statement. Yeah. Like, the, the, it says to those who are listening, well, since it's always been this way, it really doesn't have any ability to change. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine how many times, like, Maybe maybe it was a kid asking a dad, Dad, you know why why doesn't Jerusalem have any walls? And um, you know, and that father just saying, "We son has just always been this way. This is all we've ever known." And and so that one person, like if that one person is looking at all of Jerusalem, and they're looking at it from the standpoint of saying, "Well, what can one man do?" Mm. I mean, that's that's a completely defeating place to be, like because it. One guy is not going to rebuild two and a half miles of wall around this. And when you look at it, and and everybody else is kind of saying the same thing, well, it's just always been this way. And I see that a lot in people's life. It's like, well, you know, like what you said a moment ago, like my parents are, um, I'm doing better than my parents. And yeah. and my parents did the best that they could. And it's like, I, I, I absolutely agree, yeah. but I don't ever want to get to a point in my life where I just say, Hey, I did I did better than my parents. Like yeah. I want to continue doing better yeah. every day until I'm no longer yeah. uh, on this earth. You know, I want part of the testimony is like he he pursued the Lord till the end. Uh, yeah. Paul's famous words: "I have fought the good fight, yeah. I have finished the race." Yeah. You know, um, and 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 so yeah, I mean that that whole aspect of it of you know us uh, just kind of always been this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's amazing you pointed this out and this could be an entire sermon series on its own, but the power of community. You know, yeah. one person may not be able to restore two miles of wall. Yeah. But what can a community do? And I love that you even brought out the principle of community isn't um I don't remember how you said it exactly, so I'm gonna paraphrase, but it it's not reserved for Christians, members yeah. of the kingdom. Uh, and you you pointed to the Old Testament example of the Tower of Babel. Yeah. You know, and the Lord said, you know, if they are if they are united, nothing will be impossible yeah. for them. And that's kind of the the beauty and the power and the value of community is that yeah, when we are united, nothing will be impossible. And God had to come and confuse their language. Yeah. Uh, and, unfortunately that was And, and be. I think that that's an important statement to make because um like we we will unite ourselves to something yes and and that unity has power yep. and and we can be really successful at the wrong things right. and 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 I think that oftentimes when we look at these things we see it only from a biblical perspective we're like well you know if the people of God come together I'm like ah no I mean if I've seen I've seen some very secular people come together to do some very powerful mm-hmm. things um, because there is like when we combine those things. Now is the Lord gonna is the Lord gonna bless that? No, it's it's, yeah. it's not because it's not submitted to Him. But but we need to be very careful because I think that sometimes we we minimize um, we minimize the effect that attaching ourselves to the wrong thing can have. Yeah. Um, we can all of a sudden become very, um, very self, um, self-made, 
uh, in the midst of something like that. And I think that that's why, you know, when when the Word of God says it's harder for a rich man to enter uh, into the kingdom of God than a camel to go through the eye of the needle. You know, there's some some nuance there um, with that statement, but but it's this idea that says it's it's going to be hard for someone who is pretty self sufficient. Um, and and you can get a community of people together that are pursuing the wrong thing that become pretty self sufficient yeah. and and so having the right community yeah. becomes incredibly important to, yeah. to What's that that I, I think it's from uh, Jeannie Mayo that said uh, you know show me your friends and I'll show you I'll your show future. your future you yeah know? and and I think it should give us a little bit of pause and and kind of some of that holy uh, fear when we read the verse not to be unequally yoked yeah you know and say this really is important because this can either be part of the greatest success of my life or the greatest Mm -hmm. failure and detriment of my life you know and and even jesus says what is it if you gain the whole world but forfeit your soul yeah you know and there is this like you said on sunday this it is possible to be successful in the world's eyes Mm -hmm. but a failure in life yeah And, and i think that should really give us uh, pause to really consider yeah. what path am I on? What am I yoked to? What am I trusting in? Yeah. Who am I rubbing shoulders with on a regular basis? Um, you know, that's not to say that we shouldn't be in the world and not of it. Uh, you know, but it should say, okay, who am I? Who am I yoked to? Yeah. Who am I trusting in for strength and success? You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, um, what uh, you you know, you talked about obviously kind of cleaning up the rubble. Uh, in in this story, you know the the Israelites got together and they started cleaning up the rubble of what was going on. And you know in this story, we have a very tangible, physical representation. They were physically cleaning up the rocks and the broken down walls uh, of Jerusalem. But what does yeah. that look like for us in our kind of day to day lives? Um, what what does cleaning up the rubble look like? Yeah, so this gets to be tough because everybody wants specific examples, and I think that the reality is is that it's different for everybody. Sure, Um, you know, in in my life, um, it has a lot to do with, um, like, am I am I really am I really looking at situations and trying to see them from God's perspective? Yeah, but you know, for someone else, it may it may have to do with. coarse language i mean yeah. there, the, the there is there is a million different places and i think that the problem is is that when we get into like these checklists of well, what does the rubble look like in my life um i don't want to be the one that dictates that for you i i really want to encourage a person like that to go before the lord and just say holy spirit would you just reveal to me some of the areas some of the broken down places in my life and the reality is is i think that most people are aware of those things sure. it's the things in their life that they know need to change but maybe because of the people that they're around they're already better in their life than the other people are and and i know that that can make me real complacent at times i can look around and be like well shoot i'm you know i'm I'm dadgum near royalty, you know, compared to whatever it <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, and yeah. Um, and yet the the reality is 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 I think that if if we're if we're relying on someone else to tell us what those things are, and we're not actively seeking the Holy Spirit, because that puts us in a place of humility. That that puts us in a place of saying, Lord, I am I am not just asking you to speak to me about these things, mm. but I'm actually asking you to lead me in these things. Yeah. And and I'm gonna submit myself to this. And and I think that we have um 
I know I pointed it out yesterday, but the place that all of these men began was with prayer. Yeah, and and the, and it began by going to God's word, and and I think that I, I think that we have replaced that with asking for people's advice. Yeah, and I think that we really need to get back to a a place where we have become wholly dependent on the voice of the Lord to speak to us. Now, he can sure. do that through other people. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but he's also going to do it through his scripture, and he's also going to do it through his Holy Spirit. And and the amazing thing is, is that because God will not contradict himself, th- th- we we should get to a place where, where those three things are in 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 agreement with one another, not in disagreement, and then we pick the one that's most convenient. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and I think that that kind of goes back to some things that your dad had kind of uh, shared from some of his sermons. Is mm-hmm. that Nehemiah is kind of this picture of the Holy Spirit yeah. that's working in our life, and so just exactly like what you're saying, it 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 shouldn't be, and it should never become about a checklist and a formula. Yeah. Uh, do this, don't do that equals this. You yeah. know, it's it's it is this listening to the Holy Spirit in our life saying, look at the shape you're in or look at the condition of our hearts or whatever that might sound like, and then to listen and respond. And I think that's what we see the Israelites did is Nehemiah stepped up, he spoke out, and the Israelites listened and followed. Yeah. And there was kind of that action. And so I think that that is exactly like what you're saying. Yeah. That's how it should be in our own lives is we're listening in uh, that verse. I think it's in uh, Psalms. It says, Lord, see if there be any wicked way yeah. within me. Yeah. Um, and, and that should be part of our just daily uh, prayers is, Lord, see if there be any wicked yeah. way. Uh, Search me, O oh God, yeah. and know my heart. Exactly. See and, if there be... And then to listen and and respond. And, and then the amazing thing is that the Holy Spirit is always so gracious about it. I mean, not just to, you know, point out what needs to be cleaned up and just hammer it or whatever. Like he just he provides the way mm-hmm. to clean up or get out of yeah. whatever that might look like. You yeah. know, and again it's it's hard to it's hard to dive into specifics because there's such a broad range yeah, of that yeah, it yeah. varies from person to person. But yeah, I think coming back to the Holy Spirit really is that's that's the starting point. Yeah. You know, that that worship and prayer. Um, and if it doesn't start there, um, then it's not going to be successful. Yeah. So yeah. just in kind of wrapping up, um, I know we're starting to run out of time, but um, out of the five points that you shared, was there one that really spoke to you the most or really stood out to you the most as you were preparing for uh, your message? Um, gosh. I don't know that there was really one. The whole, the, like the whole chapter really, really captured me. I, I love digging down into these and seeing um, like – God's word is so full of details that we can just read over so many times. Yeah, um, I, I really loved, and and it wasn't a part of one of my five points, but it was one of the observations that I made at the end was um, was that man Baruch mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. says that he worked zealously. Yeah, yeah. And and I thought of all of the people. I mean, there were forty forty two different groups of people um, that that it lists in there, and there's this one guy yeah. who. It says that he worked zealously for that, and um, and and I want I want whatever I do, 
I want it. I want my life to look like that. Yeah. Like I want it to. And and that word again, just to give the definition, that word zealous means to burn or to glow. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking there was something about this guy. And I don't know if it was the talk of Jerusalem. They're like, hey, like that that guy Baruch. I mean, yeah. he he he's really getting after. Yeah. It. Um. And um. I don't know what it is that he had, but I want I want that. Yeah. I, I want I want it whatever it was yeah. that he that he was partaking from. Yeah, there I think there's something to be said when I think we can make the argument that as important as building the wall was and picking up the stones or putting yeah. them back together, it probably wasn't glamorous. But at the yeah. same time, uh here was this guy who was doing it faithfully day in, day yeah. out. And so it's kind of that I think that value of consistency, you know. Yeah. You may not be doing the flashiest stuff. Maybe you are. I don't know. But whatever it is, right? Like it was that verse that says, "Whatever you do, do it heartily, as if yeah. unto the Lord and not unto man." Yeah. Um, and so, whether it's glamorous, whether it's not glamorous, you know that this is important. And and beyond anything, it's the Lord who is commissioning yeah. me to do this. And and I love again not to get too much further into this, but because uh, I know we're running out of time. But your point on your gifting should not prescribe your calling or your calling should not prescribe your gifting. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Talking about no. how, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, don't don't let your, um, don't confuse gifting with calling. Yes. Like, we're all called. Yeah. And uh, I, I may not be, I may not be as skilled as someone else, but it doesn't excuse me from being a part. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's probably my favorite part of this chapter is it's basically one of those lists. <laughs> yeah. And yet what God spoke to me was everybody has the part. And you and yeah. that was part of your sermon as well, is that everybody has a part to play. Everybody yeah. has a part in the kingdom, great or small. Didn't matter. And, and uh, you know, yes, it kind of mentions some of the nobles, but I think it just lists the families. It doesn't divide yeah. it into great or small families. It just everybody's got a part. Yeah, and it doesn't say, you know, the the quality of the work or anything yeah. else. It just says that they all they all work. Yeah. You know, they all they all came together. Absolutely. So, well yeah. thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to dive Absolutely. into your sermon. Yeah. It's great. If you haven't had a chance to watch the sermon, you can do so right here on our YouTube channel. You can also go to our website and view it there. Thank you so much for being a part of this. We really enjoy being able to bring content like this to you. If you got something out of this, uh, hit that that thumbs up, that like button, uh, drop a comment. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. Yeah. And uh, please consider hitting the subscribe button. Just that way you can be notified every time new content is posted. So thank you again so much for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. And we will see you next week. Thank you.